dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going i put a lot of effort into this opening joke because i wanted this episode to be the very best like no episode ever was because preparing for this opening was my real test. And to see if I could get a chuckle out of you was my cause. <laughs> and you did. I mean, I, I naturally assumed that in order to do this, you traveled across the land searching far and wide. But you wouldn't do that because that would be research. And we don't <laughs> do research on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to get out of singing the entire song. And that was good. That was very good. Happy with what I've done today. That was like an escape rope, one of those items yeah. I never used the entire game. No, no, I think that it just automatically gets you out of combat, right? Uh, escape teleport gets you out of combat. Escape rope gets you out of the dungeon. Yeah, no. yeah, no, just muscle through or you pass out, one or the other. Yeah, um, which we'll talk about in mechanics. But we played. Okay, I want to make sure I say this right. We played Pokemon Red and Blue, right? Well. Yeah, I was going to do like this whole thing about how like we played different games, you know, uh, but, but yes. yeah, yeah, well, but th so this was actually challenging finding like the way the generations are defined because Gen 1 is considered two games, right? And then Pokemon Yellow has like some, there's extra Pokemon from the other games and you start with Pikachu and blah, blah, blah. And then like Gen 2 is two games and they're all like that. So it it's just kind of a weird like thing like i don't think i've ever played another video game that was quite like that in terms of like you don't really say which game you played unless you're talking about which pokemon you need to trade it's more like which generation were you playing yeah you talk about gen 1 gen 2 not i played pokemon red it's like okay so you played gen 1 yeah you know uh, yeah it, it is it's it's bizarre how for whatever reason we all decided that it was entirely cool for Pokemon for us to all have to get two games. Or have friends. And just, nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a link cable? Look, you can either have friends or a link cable. I that... think that having the link cable precludes you from having friends. The, the implication there was almost that like you only have so much money so you can either buy a link cable or you can buy <laughs> friends I mean, how but do you procure friends who could afford both in shared interests and time i don't think so it's easier uh, to buy them yeah um off the, so, so we we did rack. we did play we did play gen one uh i played pokemon red because red's my favorite color and that's the one that mm -hmm. has the dragon on the box Ooh. and you played pokemon blue which if i uh if i recall correctly was that the one you actually played as a kid Yes, I had Pokemon Blue as a kid, and uh, and yeah, I, I I don't think I actually like my my jam was Bulbasaur as a kid. So that's the one I picked again, you know, because I was yeah. like nostalgia, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I definitely had Pokemon Blue as a kid because I was like, oh man, the red one has a dragon on it, but not the one I had. Yeah, um, this game came out in America. 
on uh, September 29th of 1998, which is actually a long localization window. That makes me wonder, because it came out in 96 in Japan. That makes me wonder, like, they may not have been super gung-ho about, uh, like, localizing it to the the American market. But um, when we talk about nostalgia goggles for a game, uh, we haven't played a ton of games like, you know, Mario and Sonic, like some really popular games. But like, can you have been alive at this time in history and not know what this is? Like, I I don't think you could have. It's it's like you can go to any, you know, country on the other side of the planet and hold up a in the 90s and like hold up a picture of like Mickey Mouse. And they're like, oh, that's Mickey Mouse. And it's like, do you have do you know anything else about him? And they're like, no. Right. I, I feel like Pikachu is kind of getting there oh yeah no i mean I, I do think that like for pokemon you know if you say something 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 pokemon people say i at, at a minimum you will get i have heard of that that may be it but you, <laughs> but you have heard of it you know <laughs> like like this is the jack sparrow of uh of 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 media no absolutely um so but what is your because you didn't play this before now, right? Yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll start because mine's the way more complicated, stupid uh, nostalgia experience. So I didn't have a Game Boy when I was the age I would have been playing the Pokemon games. You had a Game Gear, right? I did. Because it, it had Sonic on it. Because <laughs> it had Sonic on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, mistakes were made, but uh, we soldier on. <laughs> so, so Brian had a Game Boy and Brian was into Pokemon. So to me, Pokemon was a game my friend played. And then it exploded and like it was everywhere and everyone was doing it. And but the thing is, at the time, right, keeping like in 1998, it was just a game. I knew people who played it that I didn't play. Like it didn't seem Mm -hmm. like I am missing out on a cultural milestone. (laughs) Like it just wasn't that big of a deal. There were lots of games that I didn't think were that important. It's kind of like now when people talk about like counter-strike go and they're like oh man i've played like thousands of hours of counter-strike i'm like neat i don't think i've ever played a single match and it's it's fine but like if i had known as a kid what it was going to become i'm sure i would have like sold plasma to be able to buy a game boy because <laughs> it it's just it turned into this entire thing so uh i didn't have a game boy so i didn't play the video games and then what also became popular was the card game and mm. From a very young age, I was already of the mind that I don't want to play something where I have to have more money than my opponent to have a chance of winning. Because at that time, it was just like Magic the Gathering. It's like, who can buy the best cards? And I just had no interest in card collecting. And I certainly had no interest in playing a game where like the rich kid wins or at least has like a better chance of winning. So I didn't get into video games because I have a Game Boy. And then I didn't get into the card game because of the money thing. And then, like, I just continued to let Pokemon stuff just wash past me for the, you know, next 20 years. So when people were like, you know, oh, the the new generation is out, I was like, neat, I I hope you enjoy it. And they were like, oh, this is like, this is like the the earlier gens, but like modernized, neat, I hope you enjoy it. But like, I just, because I never got into, somehow, never got into handheld consoles, like they just continued to miss me because they were never on home consoles. They were always on handheld consoles. I actually didn't find out until I was playing this game and someone was talking about it in Twitch chat that the GameCube had 
an adapter to play Game Boy Advanced games the way the Super Nintendo had the Super Game Boy. And I was like, ooh, hmm. I had a GameCube. That would have been my chance. Because by well, the time the GameCube ne- was out, I made my own money and I could have bought the adapter even if I didn't want to buy a Game Boy Advance. Like that, that was my second opportunity to like get sucked in, but but I missed it. So I played Pokemon Yellow once as an adult. I bounced right off of it. I think I got like an hour into it and just just bounced right off of it. Just zero interest. And until now, actually played the game cover to cover. So that was my and, Pokemon uh, life. I was gonna say, and and you know. Uh, Sword and Shield is is on the Switch, man. That's true, right? And we'll get to what I think about that somewhere <laughs> in the episode. Um, so for me, I, I was I was a a zealot of Pokemon. Um, you know, like I, I I've forgotten when it's one of those things where it just <laughs> it was almost like a, a a witch's curse where like I don't remember buying it. I just remember having it at one point and it somewhat consuming my life. So I could go on at infinitum about, you know, playing it and cause it's, it's, you can play it anywhere. Like that's the whole thing. But the one thing that, that, that I remember distinctly was um, uh, I just moved to Florida and I was on the junior varsity uh, uh, football team. Right. Because I used to play football way back in the day. I played left bench. So um, <laughs> I, good, and I remember. Position. I know, right? You know, it's nice, cool. They don't make you wear all the pads. <laughs> um, uh, so I remember at one point, though, standing next to somebody and for whatever reason, we were just because we were like waiting on our turn to do drills. And so we would sit there and talk and then go drill and then come back. And all we talked about was Pokemon. Like <laughs> me and this other dude in, in JV football, all we did was talk about Pokemon for like a week. And then he said, hey, you should come out and hang out with me before school, like, you know, where we can, like, talk about this sort of stuff. That was Brett, who introduced me to Frank, who introduced me to my entire circle of high school friends with whom I am still friends with today. So I kind of owe my social circle, <laughs> weirdly, to football and Pokemon, which is just bizarre, right? Like, that's that's a little weird. But I, that's I feel my, like uh, most people have moments like that in their life and and it's just because life happens in moments but to be able to so directly trace pretty much everyone you consider important to you to pokemon is like that's you can't buy marketing like that (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's uh we, we are we are all just a series of events but it's like huh this one was apparently uh kind of important you know and and again like if 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 taking that fourth dimensional omniscient point of view right if somebody you know said to me like hey man you you really need to spend 40 bucks on this game why well it's a good game but but also because your entire future depends on it (laughs) that's that's a that's like every kid of that age like that's what they actually imagine right is future them coming back and they look all like mad max grizzled and it's like you have to keep playing video games because one day the aliens will invade and only you will be able to catch them all yep yeah it's like uh the 90s time travel it's like oh snap (laughs) is uh crap isn't that basically the entire minus the time travel but i think that's basically the entire plot of oh crap it's a movie with um the kid who was in the wonder years 
right? And he's like really good at video games. And then they're like, ah, this oh, is a yeah. secret recruiting for like space invaders. <laughs> it's so dumb. I mean, it, it's also Ender's, the plot of Ender's game, but. <laughs> I mean, oh, minus no, the... I know the one that you're talking about. No, wait, it's, it's, I don't remember. Okay, so I don't remember the movie you're talking about. I do remember the Aqua Teen Hunger Force parody of that movie, which is where the Moon and Knights come from. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're talking about? That's what we're talking about, the, right? I'm, sure, yes. I mean, they are essentially the same plot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, chill? Yeah, we got a chill. Um, so you would have known we were going to play this game if you checked out our cool website where our contact form is and where the list of games that we're playing next is. And if you look at the game we're playing next, it's super sad. So uh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Uh, this is a listener request. So sometimes listeners request games, which you can do on Twitter and through the contact form on the website and stuff. And sometimes we play those games. Sometimes it's it's a game like Pokemon. So, you know, it doesn't have to be some weird, like, esoteric gem no one's ever heard of. Like, you can ask for, you know, games that were normal games. Um, we're both on Twitter. I stream on Twitch. I streamed this entire game minus grinding. Like I did some grinding off air, but I played the entire rest of the game on Twitch. So everyone can see that I did, in fact, beat my stupid rival's face into the dirt. It was awesome. So that was cool. Um, if you want to help us out, you can leave ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts. You could tell your friends to listen to the show. Or if you subscribe to our if you patronize our patreon what is the verb there if you patronize, patronize. our patreon yes i like yeah. it um you get stuff like the after show uh the after show for the doom 2016 episode is basically just 40 more minutes of us talking about doom so mm-hmm. like it's more stuff for as little as one dollar a month if you support us at the 8-bit classic or 16-bit hero level we will shout you out on the show and so our 8-bit classics we want to thank are kevin Keeper of the Charmander. John. Wielder of the Bulbasaur. Yarno. Holder of the Squirtle. And new patron, Jason. Firer of Onyx. And our 16-bit heroes, Jacob. Who has harnessed the power of the Mewtwo. David. Has captured the elusive Mew. And Michael. The trainer of Dr. Oak on how to actually research Pokemon. Because <laughs> the Pokedex is empty when you get it. And it's his life's work. <laughs> it's tr- Maybe he meant like the actual physical Pokedex was his life's no. work. No. <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is, this is a real, real quick tangent and aside real fast. But like it, it, it'll come back, which is um, they did an experiment. I'm going to screw it up and paraphrasing it but basically we're ba- what they do is they put a um a a, a clock on you know, a, a, a very very high altitude right like an atomic clock right and then an atomic clock at sea level and after like 80 years you know or something like that they looked at the time and the times were like a very small amount off showing that time had dilated because you're moving faster at a high altitude on earth than you are at a slow lower altitude on earth and i told that to my wife and she looked at me like she, her face was like blank with horror when I said that. And I said, what? And she was like, they wasted their lives. And I said, well, <laughs> well they did other stuff. Like they didn't just sit there. And just, two, two guys, one at the mountaintop. Yeah. One at sea level, just watching the <laughs> clocks. Just minding the clock. Right. And she, and she said, no, no waste of time. And just like moved on. So I feel like that that's 
Dr. Oak, right? Where it's like, this is your entire life's work. Well, you know, it was making the Pokedex, but I feel like you will have a journey. Like, you have wasted your life, old man. <laughs> Smell you later. I could have just bought a notebook at the Pokemart. <laughs> I mean, I ran into three Pokemon on my way here. How do you not have at least three Pokemon in here? <laughs> there are Pokemon in this room with us right now. When I throw this out of the window in rage, it'll hit a Pokemon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's such a prick. I kind of prefer the headcanon that he completely <laughs> wasted his life. And and I just want to say this up front. If you, because I know you, and I know you like to indulge in what if everything was terrible headcanon. <laughs> I do about five minutes into Pokemon. I I literally said out loud, like, man, you really just got to take this for what it is because it's, it's completely absurd. There's no applying logic to it. Nothing makes sense. Their economy wouldn't function. The world has absolutely no rhyme or reason. Like, and you just got to kind of be okay with that. And I'm not saying it isn't fun to like make the dog fighting jokes because it's such low hanging fruit. It, it, the fruit will rot on the ground and go to waste if you don't pick it sometimes. But th- this game wears its, hey, I know that I'm a video game, like pretty proudly, which makes it like feel a little more like punching down to mock it. Because it's like, yeah, <laughs> we, we know this is ridiculous. Look at this thing. This one's just a pile of garbage. Like, so, so that I kind of appreciate that, like, you know, when the door into the the theater says like, please suspend your disbelief now, or you're not going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, in Steven universe where they go to uh, uh, Ronaldo's like scary, spooky evening fest. And Ronaldo shows up all like spooky out and, you know, Lars starts laughing at him. I'm like, kick him out. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he's not here for the right thing. Yeah. Just, he, he doesn't belong here. He's making fun of you. Like this is, this is, this is all camp. It's the reason why we're here. Um, visuals. There are visuals in this game and I'm pretty sure you played like the actual, like gray ass gray game boy version, right? Uh, yes, I did. Which I think is appropriate because you have a nostalgic experience for this game. Um, I was not willing to tolerate that. So I played on a super game boy. So I got it in glorious, sometimes Woo. up to several colors. Um, and that really, cause I played a little bit on a regular game boy just to see the grays, but man, like I really like the game boy art style, but just that little touch of color really makes everything pop and just feel oh, a little yeah. bit more alive. So I, I will try to separate those two things into saying like, I really like the art style in this game. I think it's really cute and really, um, clear surprisingly like what is happening and what this thing's supposed to be and what that's supposed to be but man if if you're gonna you're gonna go back and play this i'll tell you right now try and play it on a super game boy because that color helps oh yeah no because i i uh i watched a um uh, a quick video because like i wanted to see where like one thing was so i just queued up like a, a walkthrough and uh and that walkthrough was in color i was like oh, this is just so much better because again i wanted to get the the og experience so i did play it uh, you know, on 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 the good old black and white Game Boy, but man, it's uh the color does make a huge difference, absolutely. Um, and I did because I actually had Pokemon Blue and then Pokemon Yellow when it came out. I did get that one as well because I, I wanted Pikachu because I like the show. Um, and that one was on a Game Boy Color, so I, I could I could have made the argument for that, but I was like, no, let's 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 bring back the original. 
here's here's what blows my mind and and maybe you, you know more about the the hardware constraints than i do um but like you said like it's 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 very clear like everything like who's doing what and all this sort of stuff but you you have a very limited it's, they're pixels right you know they don't have a huge canvas there are 151 different pictures right because there are 151 different pokemon more importantly is that there's 302 different pictures because each Pokemon has a front and a back. And that I thought was like, that's when all of a sudden I noticed that that's, that blew my mind because I was like, it would have been so easy to have just put them both in the same frame, like in the same plane. And and then it's always the front facing pictures and it shows them kind of fighting each other that way. But that, I don't know, like now having played Pokemon forever, that wouldn't feel right. So instead it's you're standing behind your Pokemon their Pokemon is off in the distance, and they're they're way out of line of sight, right? And so, the fact that every Pokemon has a front and a back, right? And there's like twenty different trainers, right? And all this, it, like you know, there, there's so many different pictures. I was like, how, how, how are you doing that? And the only way I can think about it is because, despite the three hundred and two Pokemon animations and the 50 different trainer pictures and, and all this sort of stuff. There's like five different types of terrain. Yeah. Like that's yeah. The, the overworld is super like, uh, what do you call it? Homogenous. Yeah. Just really, yeah, basically like really homogenous. <laughs> yeah. There's basically, it's like there's fields, tall grass, rocked cave. Yeah. And, 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 and some other sprinklings in there, but that's, that's it, you know? So I think that's where they got the memory for because they were like, look, man, you guys have like 20 different total tiles to work with to populate the overworld. Outside of that, we're just pouring it into into Pokemon. It's Pokemon all the way down. What's the name? I feel like every time somebody said, hey, can I get like three more assets for the terrain? I'm sorry. Is this what's the name of this game? Is it Terrain Finder? No, (laughs) Pokemon. We're making more Pokemon. Give it to the Pokemon team. Yeah, and it so I can't speak to the exact storage of a Game Boy cartridge. Um, but what I would assume they did from like an art direction standpoint is exactly what you just said, where they were like, okay, we can either design another Pokemon or we can give all the Pokemon like a little attack animation. They don't do that, everything is super static. So, yes, they all have to be drawn from the front and the back, but it's because they don't have basically any animations. Like, the entire sprite sometimes moves up and down or bobs side to side or whatever, but, like, you know, no one ever swings their arm or clenches their jaws or anything. And and that's, I think, in the exact same vein as what you're saying with how kind of homogenous and boring the overworld is, is they're like, well, if we animate like one attack animation for each Pokemon. And if that one attack animation is just two small frames, you've now tripled the amount of drawings we have to do, which is going to massively cut down on the amount of total Pokemon we can have. And we want a boatload. So yeah, I, I think that they optimize correctly on the visuals, like static visuals that are all super crisp and clear and they all feel really unique and interesting. Some of them I think are dumb as hell, but you can always tell (laughs) what you're looking at. Is it on my side where I have that Pokemon on the field or is it on their side where they have that Pokemon on the field? Like everything looks actually really good. 
Um, kind of a, a tangent to this is uh, some of the streamers that I watch, like as kind of like background, um, like cleaning the house sort of noise. Uh, they play some of the newer Pokemon games, and this is related to you were saying like, oh, Sword and Shield are on the Switch. Um, the new Pokemon games, uh, they look great. Except that they look exactly like Gen 1 Pokemon, and that sort of makes me angry in a way I can't quite explain. So when you play this and you use Surf or Fly or Dig, like basically your sprite just moves a little bit, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. it goes up or down, or maybe it flashes for a second, so it's supposed to be like they moved or whatever. In the newer Pokemon games, and this is on current hardware, right? The, the switch is pretty damn recent. When you use a move, that's basically how much these sprites move. And that really irritates me. Like in a way hmm. that I just can't totally explain, but it just feels lazy and shitty. And it's like, they're trying to harken back. I think to the way it felt in gen one, but here's the thing, the cute little game boy sprites, that, you know, they, they, they're static assets and they just sort of like flash or, or, you know, bob side to side or whatever, a little bit like that feels very Game Boy appropriate. So like when I was watching the gen one animations in the many, 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 many fights that you have to do to get all the way through this game, at no point did I say these graphics suck. This is so boring and stupid. Like they don't, they, they don't even really animate the characters like that. Never, never crossed my mind. But then when you watch a new Pokemon game, you're like, this this is it. This is what having like one of the biggest video game franchises in the world has gotten me is high res, completely static assets that don't do anything. Like, why is that bird not actually sinking its talons into Pikachu's face? Like, (laughs) they're on opposite sides of the field. Anyway, it just really pisses me off. So, (laughs) all of that is to say, these graphics are super Game Boy graphics, but it's, it's charming because it feels like you're, you're, you're looking at like an interpretation of the fight. It's not trying to be photorealistic. Right. No, agreed. And, and, and that's interesting. We can discuss some more about the sword shield thing because I didn't, the energy attacks do actually like interact and make contact with the opponent, but you're right. The physical attacks don't. And I didn't, I didn't really notice that. It's because they don't want something that looks like a lion to take what looks like a chunk out of what looks like Pikachu's jugular. Like I get it. well, that, but also, too, is I think that saying, like, the way it looks for a, a Bulbasaur, uh, Ivysaur, and a Venusaur to take a ray gun to the face all looks about the same. To try to have a Pidgey attack an Ivysaur, a Bulbasaur, and a Venusaur would be wildly different. So, like, you, you know, so I think that that's probably where it is. It's like, if we've got 150 like they'd have to do 150 different animations versus like i'm i'm casting ice ray that that's one animation not 150 would be my guess yeah i didn't even think about that yeah no and and to your point though is i actually thought that they really did a good job of to your point like kind of letting your own imagination fill in the blanks because um honestly i thought that the the amount of variation the amount of variation that they had, even though it's it's very very small and, and nuanced, for each different attack was was pretty solid. Again, given the the constraints of the hardware, so you know, yeah, when you press tackle, everybody's tackle is just kind of a little like they shift one pixel to the side and back because it's like they they tackled them, right? But I mean, um, 
and, and you didn't get a Bulbasaur because you make terrible decisions. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bulbasaur has like um, uh, leech seed, which actually grows seeds out and then like little sprouts appear. And then there's Vine Whip, which is a lateral cut and then two little you know stars for that attack. And then there's a uh, uh, Growl, which is a little note. Right, but then Screech is a similar little note, but it's like a higher pitched uh, audio cue. Right, so between the audio and the visuals, they kind of make if an attack has a different name, it is slightly different. You know, now Dig is just it disappears. You know, because it dug underground. You know, so they're not necessarily wildly creative. You know, and some of them there's absolutely some overlap. But I thought that the variation was enough that it didn't feel like when I'm using attack one attack two and attack seven that it's all exactly the same animation which was very common you know back in the rpg days you know where if it's like if you use cut or slash or you know fun or whatever it just it just told you that you did that you know <laughs> like that is what happened there was no visual so the fact that they actually said no we're gonna you know bubble beam is going to look different than bubble it's not just all going to be water attack one through 10 are all exactly the same Con- considering the the constraints i thought was actually uh pretty and impressive well and this is another place that the color gave them one more tool because because when you only have four tools it's like wow look at all the creative things they did with this and then if you give someone a thousand tools y- you expect a disproportionate improvement because it's like well now you can do anything but adding Literally, because there, there's never more than, I think, four colors on screen or maybe like, I, I think it's a single digit number. It's not, it's not a lot, right? It's not like they turned it into a Super Nintendo. That was the Game Boy Advance was like a Super Nintendo in your pocket. So th- this is still very few colors, but then like you get a little pop of color on certain attacks and most of the attacks do not use any color. So when there is some color in the attack, you're like, whoa. Like right at the end of the game, my Jirdos got yes, I got a Jirdos. My Jirdos yeah, got nice. hyper beam. It's a, pain to, it's a pain to get one of those, isn't it? Huge. I did not do that on stream because that would have been boring for everyone. So <laughs> I, did, I did that like as a fidget while I was. Uh, I'm not gonna say in meetings, but it's while I was in meetings, and I just did it okay. as like a fidget with my thumbs. Um, but like that, that's like a super. You only have five PP to use that move because it's like an ultra murder move. And it's it's colors, Duke. The colors, like it's so, and it it makes it so visually distinct from just like a regular beam attack, right? So they they added color in a way that wasn't just like oh now everything will be colored. Most of the attacks are actually still black and white, but then where the color pops, it's like whoa, holy crap! Like did you see that? Right? It's just it, they were really good at using very few and very simple ingredients to not just great effect, but in staggering variety yes no absolutely um the other big note that i have for visuals is um and this is kind of like a visual slash mechanics thing is uh that the the trainers that you run into there there's a whole bunch of them but uh once you kind of get used to it they always kind of pair the you know visual of this trainer like in, in the name as well to what type of Pokemon they're going to be using, you know? So that's that's pretty helpful in a rock, paper, scissors game to know that your opponent's pretty much always going to be throwing rock, you know? So, and and one could definitely make the argument that it's it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're, you're giving the game away, but that's what the, um you know, the final four 
kind of is for is it's like you know they're the super uber masters or whatever you know like the the main thing about the the pokemon the grinding is to get your team where you want it to be right you know so if you've got somebody who's going to be throwing out like wild stuff all over the place you know then it's just going to get frustrating because you're like look i need i just need to kind of quickly beat these guys so i need to know that they're going to be throwing out tons of poison pokemon that I can just use my Butterfree and use conf- Confusion and knock them all out. And and they're kind of like testing whether or not you've got the rock, paper, scissors mechanics of it. Um, but yeah, so th- those those visuals are always tied. And I don't think they ever really... I don't think that a, 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 a hiker ever threw like a water Pokemon at me or anything like that, you know? So No, and it, if there are exceptions like that, they're super, super exceptional, right? Where maybe it's like, oh, this is this is an X slash Y type. Ha ha. Right. Like that's why it technically makes sense for this trainer to have it, but they don't do that kind of thing until fairly late in the game. And to exactly your point, like they're really, they have to drive home the type system because I can't think of a better there. I'm sure there is, but I can't think of a better term for this than rock, paper, scissors, but it's, it's, it's one degree more complicated because there's also a lot of just, neutral right there's a lot of like this pokemon isn't weak or strong and the reason that that matters is because then it's like you need to know that the literal pokemon you literally have out on the field their normal attack sucks so just because the other pokemon doesn't have high defense against normal attacks your normal attacks are not particularly good right so like there is that it's it's like it's like rock paper scissors exception right like it's it, it's like you're playing two games of rock paper scissors like the types and then also the stats um but i i think they they basically spend if the game is 30 hours long they spend 28 of those hours beating into you how the type system works and then the last stretch on victory road and the the elite four is okay now prove you understand it Prove you understand it and prove that you've built a team out of six Pokemon. Because I, I forget exactly how many types there are, but I think there's like 12. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, so, I mean, it's a bunch. Like, it's, it's, that's why I say it's like rock, paper, scissors kind of gets to the heart of it, but it is, it's, it's like a 20 layer rock, paper, scissors. Let's say that there's 12 different, you know, types, right? Is that basically they're hammering into you like, you need to know what's strong and what's weak. And then more importantly, is that you've got all 12, either A, you have just, grinded like a fiend and can just walk through regardless of type right and you've got you got like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of potions in your bag to just keep you know to just brute force your way through the problem or that you've not that you've built out a team such that um you've got all 12 of the types covered with only six pokemon so that means that you have to make sure that all right this is my grass and poison type you know like this is my you know flying and you know uh psychic type you know or 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 what have you right and then of course you run into one where you're like yeah i got my psychic type out but oh no my psychic type is weak against this fighting type which is what i was going to use it against and and all that kind of stuff but uh yeah no I, i i didn't stray too far from uh from what i did back in the day like with with you know what what I beat the elite for back in the day with was what I was training up for today. You know, like if it ain't broke, don't. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to talk about how the campaign versus like competitive play and like the later games, how the type system is different in those two situations. But, um, I will, uh, 
to bring this back to visuals, cosine your, they do a good job of like, you're out near a mountain, you're going to run into hikers. And that means rock and ground types. You're out in the water, like you're surfing. It's all swimmers and beauties and they all have water types, right? Or the fishermen all have water types. So like you can kind of say, not only I know what's coming at me, but like to even get through this area, like to get from A to B, I know that basically every single trainer here is going to have like water types. So I should probably not go through here with my six pet rocks because yeah. they're, they're not going to be super successful in here. And even if my pet rocks are my main six that I normally have with me, I just won't use them to get from here to there. Right. And so they, they do a, a good job of at least saying to get through this area, you need to understand that we're going to like really drive home the fire types or the grass types or the water types or the rock types or whatever. And then you can kind of like when it's, it's time to deal with the gym leader. That's when they're like, okay, if you want to continue in the story, you got to prove you understand how to beat rock types or whatever. And, and the, the visuals don't only support that out in the routes, uh, like when you're traveling between places, but this is another place where that single pop of color, because all of the towns are named for colors. So like, right. I probably had a much easier time recognizing what town I was in compared to you because all of the towns look damn near identical. If you're just looking at the tiles, like all the houses are basically shaped the same way with a couple of exceptions. Like the, they're mostly decorated. They have very different layouts, but you, they're all a single color. So every town Layouts that typically make no sense given the <laughs> outside of the building. They're all TARDISes. Yeah. Right. So you, you have these weird, <laughs> short, super wide buildings that are all at least a, like they pop with color when you're playing on the Game Boy Color or with the, the Super Game Boy. So like visually, the towns are probably the one place where they don't reinforce what's going on without color, whereas out in the wilderness, the trainers are all like of their area, right? Just like the Pokemon are sort of of their area. The trainers are all like, oh, we're near the mountains, so hikers. We're in the water, so swimmers. Yeah, no, uh, uh, agreed. Um, do you have anything else big for visuals? Uh, I did have one other thing I wanted to give a big thumbs up to because uh, I did a fair amount of grinding at a couple of points, right? Like I had to get my Gyarados. Um, I grinded up a couple other ones that I swapped in for people I'd been using. And uh, you can disable the battle animations, which... <laughs> This is too early in history for me to believe that that was there for accessibility reasons. I'm pretty sure that that was there to just make grinding faster. And man, does uh, it make grinding text. faster. You can speed up the text too. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the, mm. there's just, at, at this time in history, I, I really don't believe that they were like, oh, well, the flashing might be, because it wasn't until Pokemon Yellow that the flashing started to like make people have seizures, right? So I, I know that this is not there for accessibility reasons, um, which is unfortunate that it's that by accident. Uh, but just like mechanically, some of the attack animations are like long enough, right? Lo long enough that if you're just doing battle after battle after battle after battle, I'd rather not have them. So right. uh, I, I guess this note is essentially I liked the battle animations and also that I didn't have to look at them if <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> not because they were bad, could, but just because they take time. That you could that you could take them in at your leisure. Um, and, and that was the one final throwaway note I had for visuals, which was um, that going in and out of a building, it would flash. So like you leave a building, it flashes white and then it brings you into the next thing, which, 
you wouldn't even notice unless, let's say, hypothetically, you had your five-year-old just tooling around and he kept walking in and out of a building over and over again because <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing, right? Like, then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a seizure. <laughs> I'm not epileptic, you know? So, uh, it, again, I was just kind of like, why does that exist? Why not just smash cut to the, to the thing? But like I said, that was just kind of a, a throwaway note. Audio? Yeah, these songs are so good, dude. Like they're so good. They're I was so good, man. Okay, so I I think I've said this before, but a lot of my Pokemon experience with the like, my hands on a controller interacting with what could arguably referred to as Pokemon is in Smash Brothers, and I know that that's not Pokemon in any way. But when you're talking about literally the visuals and literally the music, yeah, it super is because they took visuals straight out of the pokemon universe and more importantly for this case the music right and that that like battle like it's it's the 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 theme song that's playing when you first boot the game up that dun 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 like it's it's actually a really catchy good piece of music which is why they use that in smash brothers where they have like the full crazy orchestrated version with the whole choir it's amazing <laughs> like so in my mind i was kind of like i'm hearing the game boy version but part of me was like hearing the super smash brothers version yeah no i i, I think that for me i you know i, I queued it up and i heard the like the super you know chip toony and i was just kind of like all right, you know, because I was I was kind of just sitting down and getting ready, got you know, get my my water and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden I heard do 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 I was like, oh no no, I'm in now, right? You know, <laughs> and and so like there's that which is amazing, but like all of the songs are super catchy and memorable, right? I mean, like like the do 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 do, you know, like the the Pokemart, you know, um, even even the because you're you're in there all the time, right? So, so you know like the the fact that that m- music has like this kind of like poppy kind of feel to it like the do 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 and then it loads the pokemon and it goes do 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 like like that the fact that that little sound effect matches with the the song because they know that like these two things are gonna go hand in hand basically all the time i was like that that was kind of cool you know i mean the bicycle song is awesome the the all the different towns you go to are awesome. The the musical, even the musical cue before you go into battles, it's just all great. It's great music, you know. Yeah, it's kind of it, it's frustrating and shocking to me when people are able to take what sounds the Game Boy was able to generate and then write really catchy music with it, and then you play like a modern game and you're like, this music sort of sucks. How did you get beat by an original Game Boy? And that that's like that's when you kind of have to step back and you're like, oh, the technology isn't everything. Because this game, like every NES game, suffers from the music takes a back seat when certain sound effects are happening because they can't produce enough sound simultaneously. And coming out of the Game Boy speaker would have sounded like garbage, even if they could. So the fact that the music dips out and then comes back and it's like they're such simple, catchy tunes. And they don't, it's not as jarring as some of the Nintendo games we've played where the music is like freaking out, trying to keep up with the sound effects. And I was just like, oh man, this is all this to me, the, the visuals, I forgot to say this when we were talking about the visual, the visuals do a really good job of letting you know 
that this is just all a big faff. Like, this isn't serious. No one's life is in danger. Nobody ever dies. No Pokemon are ever seriously hurt, right? Like, it's just, it's all, this is, yes, it's, it's dogfighting simulator, but like, but it's fine. It's everybody, everybody's fine. Nobody ever dies. Everything is fine. And the visuals do a really good job of supporting that. But I honestly think the music does it even better. The music, even when it's tense, like the, the boss, like the gym battle boss sort of music, or like when you're in the cave and it's like a little spooky, it's like, it's not scary. It's spooky. And things are never, yeah, yeah, spooky. (laughs) things are never like, things are never like dire. They're just like, like tense. And it's like, ah, I got to beat this gym leader. Not so I don't die, but it's so I can be the very best. Like everything is so like fluffy and safe. And the music just does this incredible job of just keeping you kind of at like a six max. Like even when things are at their scariest, they're not, it's like, okay, I'll just wake back up at the poker center and I'll just, we'll just go take another crack at it. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody dies. Everything is fine. Like, and I just music, it does something to our brains in a way that nothing else really does. And this, if there was even one time in this where it was just like, like that would just, it would shatter the whole illusion. Cause you'd be like, Oh no, this universe has stakes, but the universe doesn't have stakes. Everything is, everything is fine. I mean, cause that's the thing is that you're training to beat the final four for funsies. Like you're not doing it because you need money for your mother's surgery or, you know, anything like that. You just, you're just doing it because this is your your hobby and this is the 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 end point of your hobby. You know, like that's that's why you do it, you know, because because you want to be the very best, like no one ever was, you know. Um so and and could not agree more that the music absolutely relays that. And you know, the uh the, the even the sound effects like relay that in the sense that, you know, when even when Onyx comes out of his shell, he's like, but it's, it's kind of like a you know it's not like the (laughs) like like he comes out and all of a sudden the screen goes because onyx is scary dude you know like he's he's intimidating but dragon made out of rocks yeah you know like that gets gets your attention oh god i wanted an onyx so bad when i was a kid (laughs) it's just it's not a great pokemon to feel like graveler is better and 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 i'm sure i'm gonna get added by like a million onyx fans about you know (laughs) the onyx well no you didn't (laughs) Yeah, you know, because I mean, I'll tell you what, like, that's that's the thing. And obviously we can get into more mechanics is that, you know, there is a depth to, you know, which Pokemon evolves better. And if you really wanted to feel in and all that sort of stuff, I was like, man, I went for the ones that were powerful and that I liked, you know, like if I liked it, it was on my team. You know, if it Gyarados, Gyarados may not be the most powerful water type Pokemon, but he's the coolest. So no question. He's on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, one of the things that, uh, I, I will say, um, that I just could not, I, I, oh man, I hated it so much from a sound effect standpoint was the, uh, you're low on health noise. And cause here's the thing, right? Is that I actually, um, juxtaposed it to doom 2016 because I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, no recency bias happening there. No recency bias. No like <laughs> tonal shift between those two games. Would it be amazing to see Doom 2016 directed by like a Pokemon team, and then a Pokemon game directed by? Like, yeah, yeah, get John Doom Carmack in there doing the next yeah. Pokemon. 
I'm just I'm just picturing you know like like Doom Slayer doing a glory kill on Pikachu. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, yeah. So no, is that um is that in Doom there is a sound effect that lets you know that you're low on health. You get hit really hard. You get low on health because that's that boop boop. You know, and then that's it. Because you've been made aware of the problem. The problem is that you are low on health, right? So in case you missed it, right? Which again, with the visuals of where the health bar is and all sorts of stuff, is probably unlikely. But if you missed it, hey, ping, ping, you're low on health, right? That's all you need. I, if I'm low on health, I am going to assume, unless I heal that Pokemon, that that status has not changed. And I don't need a constant reminder. I don't need an everything's the same alarm, you know? <laughs> this alarm just will don't... sound. Yeah, no, I mean, this, <laughs> this is such an early video game thing. Yeah, and it just, and it, it, it's, it just sucks. Like, I hate it. I hate it. And because the only thing it does is make me burn potions that I wouldn't, I don't need to burn because I just want to turn the sound off, you know, which I mean, I guess is humane. If you look at it, if you, if you, you know, if, if I'm going to do what I, what I do, which is, you know, like, like bask in, in awfulness of, of universes, right. <laughs> is there is something to be said about the Pokemon perpetually crying out in pain for you to heal it. You know, help me, because help, like, me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me dying, dying. Because you know? I mean, like, I, I'll sit there and be like, you have five health, you're fine. You know, and it's like, but, you know, that being said, I, the player, do not need to be made perpetually aware of that. So that was obnoxious. Yeah. And, and I realized that uh, this is actually a place where the proper argument is probably not you should play this on a super game boy it's probably you should play this on a game boy color because i thought the low health noise was kind of annoying the noises that i found more grating were the like throwing them out there screeches where some of the pokemon like they hit the stage you know they hit the battle arena and they're like and it's not that this the sound effect is a good Game Boy sound effect, and it's not really meant to be heard through modern television speakers and like high fidelity headphones. So it, that's an area where the tune skis are super catchy, but some of the sound <laughs> effects they were designed to be heard from a little tiny speaker that's like three feet away from you, right? So yeah, probably maybe go Game Boy Color, not the full, or just turn your TV down or something, because like there are some sound effects that they are terrible because they were meant to be heard under specific circumstances on specific hardware. So I, I don't think that that forgives them entirely, but it, it's, it's not a nostalgia thing. It's a like, well, if you listen to the sound of a plane taking off from inside the terminal, that's a very different experience than if you are standing with your head inside of the engine, right? Like, saying oh this plane taking off is too loud it's like well circumstances kind of matter here a little bit so I, <laughs> I i really hated a lot of the noises that the pokemon made when they were like being thrown out onto the field but i think it's a fair asterisk to say i was hearing them in a way they were not intended to be heard and at a volume they were not intended to be heard at so annoying sounds but like kind of my fault <laughs> Well, and that's that's an interesting kind of thing because we we've had a number of different you know kind of I don't want to say hiccups, but like when you go back and you review old games where you can kind of quibble on some gray areas, you know, 
uh, one of our, our most famous ones is, uh, I, I don't think that with modern video games, I should ever, ever have to read a pamphlet. Ever. I don't want to be functionally literate. I don't want to read. I want to play a video game. I didn't come to this video game read. Came here to play video games. And you're like, but 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 it expected you to read it. And I'm like, I don't care. I, didn't. I came here to play video games. Um, so anyways, that's but that's not the point. Other than the fact that I'm right. That's not the point. The point is, um, anyways, but you know, is that there are things like that where you can say either game expectations, but I think that this is an even harder asterisk than that because it's like we don't know. We we literally can't review it based off of the way it actually was meant to be heard. Because yeah, you know, I was listening to it with earbuds in. You know, so it's like I heard it piped directly into my inner ear canal, as opposed to gently from a distance. You know, and 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 at a volume that I can very easily just turn down, so that way it seems even further away. You know, so uh, yeah, fair point. But yeah, as far as it. it if you have an everything's okay alarm, especially, you know, or, or things like that, that it does negate any other possible sound effect that could be thrown at you, you know, because it's like I uh, my my brain is filled up with this everything's okay alarm. So I can't suddenly pay attention to the fact that they're using screech, which I should be paying attention to because they only do have those five hit points and maybe it matters. Yeah. And I, I don't know if there's a, gentler way to still do this with audio like maybe maybe fire the your super hurt alarm like once or twice and then don't bring the music back in maybe like mm. so something something besides a fire alarm right just something yeah. besides this alarm will continue to go off until the building burns down or the firefighter says that the fire has been extinguished right because it's it it's just it it's such an of its time, and I, I bet there are some modern games that do, maybe the modern Pokemon even still do this, just to like harken back to this time. But like in the latest uh, Legend of Zelda and Breath of the Wild, they still still do this because yeah, this is just a thing awesome. that Zelda games do, and I wouldn't be surprised if the modern Pokemon games do it for the same reason. But it's like guys, fi- figure out some other way to communicate to me that there is a I might lose problem beyond I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Well, I'm hurt. Like, ugh. and even something that I like even better than, I mean, I, one, I, I love the idea of the, the music just being gone because I like that because if you like the music, then that does motivate you still to, you know, I, I, I I'm going to give this po- Pokemon a potion because I, I, I don't want to mu- lose the music. Even if it's like, I like in games when you're really, really low on health that, you know, the, the sound effects, everything kind of ducks out and all you hear is like a heartbeat, you know, which is actually very similar to the doo-doo-doo-doo. It would just be a, it's just lower, you know, like it's just which, less so annoying. There's a hardware limitation. They would not be able to project a bass tone from that garbage little speaker that would travel all the way up to your ears. It it would just sound like the thing was rattling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean on, on, in modern for, games, right? they could totally do that. But in on a Game Boy, it it would just it the the physical magnet that makes up the speaker wouldn't be able to produce a like boom 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 boom. You would just get like click 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 click. But uh, but that being said, is is again you know kind of a pass for the the older Pokemon. No no excuses for uh for new game. But anyways, uh, that's all I kind of had for audio. Yeah, I mean, 
Game Boy games are always a little like light um, because as we've said multiple times and we will continue to say, because I think this is a super smart observation we made uh, this game, like every Game Boy game, there's a presumption that you are probably playing it with no sound because you're in the backseat of the minivan and mom and dad are like, I swear to God, if you don't turn that thing off and you're like, sorry, sorry. And you just, you don't actually turn the game off. You just turn the volume all the way down. Right. So yeah. Um, they say, if, if you don't turn that down, I'm going to throw that Tamagotchi out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I just, I, I appreciate the hardware limitations and the circumstantial, like contextual time of play limitations where it's like, I, I don't know, this kid might not be able to have the sound on at all. Right. Or maybe they dropped it in a puddle and now the speaker doesn't work because it got water into the speaker, you know, whatever. So like it's, modern games please do better older games please go back in time and stop relying on an everything's okay alarm so this is this is a slightly tangential story but the uh um like, like you said with the parents being you know like, like if you don't turn that thing off right um just the other day so my son and i have been playing minecraft together uh you know just you know whenever we get a chance right and uh literally my you know so my son is sitting next to me on the couch right and uh, and we're playing Minecraft, which you can't pause. Like I can hit start, but it's just gonna pull up the menu screen on on my side because it's you, it's even players. by yourself. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it pauses when when you're by yourself, but uh, I know that it doesn't when you're in multiplayer mode, right? So, which, I mean, which is fine because we're also playing on pacifist mode. So, I mean, there's nothing that can reasonably hurt me unless I throw myself off a cliff, right? So, Megan came to talk to me, so she she came and started started speaking with me and all of a sudden teddy goes like this mom you're in the way and i said oh my god you're a mom look at that you just walked into the room you stood in front of the tv you started having a conversation right and and it was blocking the tv i'm like you're a mom today like that's that's how it happens right you know it's just slowly over time you thought it was when you got pregnant or when you gave birth no it's when you stood between a kid and a video game and you called it a nintendo yes and and i I said like oh look you're a mom you're in the way of the video game and she said do you want to get up and go do these things and i said no (laughs) so i dropped it (laughs) i've taken this as far as i'm willing to yep um controls and mechanics yeah i have one thing to say about the controls specifically which is this is a two button game and for all intents and purposes it performs fantastically well as a two button game because it's a jrpg and you don't need a lot of complicated controls for the way this game functions you pause or you get to the menu with start because where else are they going to put it but there is a useful thing behind the select button, which is you can rearrange your Pokemon's moves with the select button. So like if the most useful move that you use to solve most problems is in the third slot and you want it to be in the first slot, you press select and that might be in the manual. I only use the manual for the type chart because they actually ship it with the game because they know it's going to be a chore to try and figure it all out yourself. But, uh, Somebody in chat had to tell me, they were like, you know, you could rearrange the moves with the select button. And I was like, I never, ever, ever would have guessed that. Like, (laughs) never in a million, billion years. And it's select twice. So it's like select to pick the one you want to move. And then you scroll to the other one and you press select to switch those two things like cup style. And I was just like, man, this is, 
Oof, I, I would not have ever figured that out on purpose, maybe by accident. And it, it gives a little visual indicator, like when you have one, you're going to move. So like did it like flashes uh, the little triangle that the uh, arrow that points at it flashes. Um, but yeah, never, never in a million billion years. So nope, I still didn't know that. Yeah, um, I've been playing Pokemon forever. So no, did not know that kind of cool. Um, so this is okay. So this is a it, it's a JRPG, right? Which means that, uh, you know, grinding's a thing, right? Um, I tried this time. So normally I am the king of grinding in video games, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, like, I I, I I I played when I played Final Fantasy Tactics. I ground so hard that I think I got up to a level that you would normally be when you were beating the final boss before I even left the prologue you know or or something like that yeah you were like because each little like dot you move through is a battle Mm -hmm. opportunity and you stayed within like a three battle radius which is like you know the first 45 minutes of the game yeah i just did that so but this time i was like you know i'm gonna see kind of what what i can get accomplished without grinding um so this kind of changes the equation a little bit, and this just, just tickles me, right? And so basically, right, is that you've got six Pokemon slots, right? There is no point in having a Pokemon fight unless it's going to be one of your final six, right? Because you're basically throwing experience into a bucket that you're eventually going to throw into the sea and forget about forever, right? So therefore, um, you don't want to do that, right? And so then you have to think, but, but again, there is an unlimited amount of experience, right? But the best way, the fastest way to get experience is by fighting with other trainers because they can actually have Pokemon that are of a decent level or evolved, which gives you way more experience, right? I, I stopped going through the tall grass that much because I started thinking about experience, not in units experience, but in units time, right? You know, so how many minutes have I poured into each Pokemon? And when I started doing that is I said like, okay, so... I had like a Nidoran that I poured some experience into, but then stopped. I I honestly, halfway through the game, still only had four Pokemon that I could reasonably feel. I still had in my like walking around library a level five Sparrow, just because I it, there was nothing nothing I had picked up yet that was worth slotting in and dumping experience into. You know, because I'm like. I don't need a Mankey. I don't need a fighting type Pokemon. I've got that covered. Like everything that fighting type Pokemon is strong against. I got all that covered with other Pokemon. I don't need that. I don't need that dumb, stupid, stupid Mankey. Don't need him. <laughs> Dead to me. You know, but did you feel the Mankey? Uh, I did very I briefly. <laughs> no, for, for okay. literally like 30 minutes. And then I was like, I am having to work to get him out on the field and then he drops. And so I guess this just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So bye. I'm going to shovel you off to someone's PC who you later find out whose PC that is. But just the fact that for a third of the game, it's like, I don't know, just someone's doesn't matter. Well, and it's, it's weird that Bill's PC is where your Pokemon go and your PC is where your items go. It's like, shouldn't that maybe be the opposite like the thing you care about the most is your pokemon so you store them on your pc i don't know it's weird that whole that whole mechanic is weird it is but anyways the the moral of the story being is that there is a way to progress through the game without a tremendous amount of grinding but you have to be very 
careful with the way that you allot the experience. But failing to do so does not equal a failure state. It just means that, that if at any point you find that you are struggling, what that means is that you're just going to have to dump more time into it, right? To gain basically avatar strength, right? Because the the core skill of the game is masterable very quickly because it's it's rock, paper, scissors, right? So if at some point you you miss out on the fact that you're like, oh man, I just leveled up, you know, my whatever Rattata into Eradicate and spent a whole bunch of time and energy in this garbage Pokemon. It's like, well, <laughs> it's gone. And now you're just going to have to spend half an hour slugging through the tall grass to get your, you know, the Pokemon that you have to, your, you know, uh, uh, Magikarp up into a Gyarados now, because that's the right call. You know, so it, 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 the game punishes you in units time, you know, ultimately. Well, and, and what I think is really speaks to the balance of the experience from a mechanical standpoint in support of like those mechanics supporting the narrative is this game really does not want you to do what you just described this game and the entirety of Pokemon, right? Like up to the modern day, the point is not to already know which six are the most broken. And then as soon as you get them only use them and then just solve all your problems with them but it also does zero things to punish you if you choose to play that way, right? The game is about catching them all and filling out the Pokedex and trading with your friends and experimenting, right? Because for you, like you already knew, like you're like, okay, I want this tool, this tool, and this tool. And for me, I was like, I recognize this one. I don't know what that one is, but it looks cool as hell, right? Like, so there was a lot of experimentation and like literally learning about the Pokemon, which is, if you're coming to the series new or if you're you've just been consuming it through pop culture, like that's what all of the narrative wants you to be doing. And I think uh, it it's not easy to say we're going to build a system that will make min maxers super jazzed because they will find this Pokemon in this location can get to this evolved form, which means it learns this move super fast, which means I can walk through the first three gyms with just that one Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like the, the game absolutely allows that kind of gameplay, but narratively it it's not pushing you in that direction. And, and that's, that's not easy. It's not easy to say min maxers and filthy casuals can play the exact same game and yet somehow have totally opposite experiences that they are both satisfied with. And that's like, that's probably, I think a key ingredient of what made this game so enduring or this series. So enduring is because you were able to go back to it and be like, okay, I I want these tools. I'm going to get them in this order and I'm going to use them to solve problems in this way. And you found that to be enjoyable because the tools worked the way you thought they would and you were able to build the things you you wanted to build. And for me, I was like, oh, Mankey, he's kind of cool. He's like got like some monkey kung fu. And then I, I tried him out and I was like, all right, he, he sort of sucks. Like, all right, I'm going to bring like some of my other Pokemon back in. And like, you can just have this like kind of playful experience that somehow exists in the same sandbox as the kids having the min max experience. But like, they're not, they're not fighting each other. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it's it's. You see, I I find a Pokemon I like, I take it. I teach it to hate. I teach it to win. <laughs> I take a Pokemon, I load it in the chamber, pull the trigger, blam! 
Um, but yeah. Uh, no. So so no, agreed. And and actually, it's interesting because I, I the the other thing that I really reflected on for this one is um, the differences between internal and 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 external rewards, right? Um, or intrinsic versus extrinsic rewards. Uh, specifically, the the example I'm going to pull in is. Um, have you played uh, either of the new Spider-Man games, the Spider-Man or Spider-Man Miles Morales? No, but I've they're on my my short list because I've heard universally positive things. It, they're they're solid. I I actually I had um, since I got my brand new PS5, aha, um, I I downloaded uh, redownloaded Spider-Man, and I was like, I'm gonna just sit down and and play this, and I did. And one of the things I realized, and I promise I'll bring this back to Pokemon in a second, is that there's a fast travel system in that game, right? So you can be halfway across New York and you're like, ah, I got to go all the way down to southern Manhattan. And uh, and doing that by just traversing and, and webbing about probably takes two minutes, right? Of real life time, two to three minutes. Or you can just fast travel. It'll get you there in like five to six seconds. I probably used the fast travel a grand total of three times the entire time I played the game. Reason why is because swinging around Manhattan, the traversal system that they built in that game is just fun. That's it's the whole just reason fun. to I play a Spider-Man it. game. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's because I just liked Spider-Manning around. Right? You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna web zip here, and then I'm gonna you know do a double tap here, and then I'm gonna zip around here. I'm gonna release here. It was it was just in intrinsically fun right you didn't have to like i didn't gain levels there were sometimes they're like if you do this you'll gain experience while you're webbing about i'm like i don't care about the experience I care about the experience or the skills or the levels i'm just having fun doing what i'm doing right um that being said is i would actually argue that um the game of pokemon the actual combat is has very very little intrinsic reward to it in the sense that it's like you press a button, a thing happens. You press a button, a thing happens, right? It's not very intrinsically rewarding. So to me, the extrinsic reward is is perfectly themed, though, to the core aesthetic of exploration, right? This game is about exploration, top to bottom, right? So what what are you exploring, right? New Pokemon. I want to know what this Pokemon evolves into. I want to know what new Pokemon? There's 151 out there. Like, what's what's in this tall grass? Oh my God, a primate! What what even is that? And and what does it evolve into? Does it evolve into anything? Oh my God, look at this Onyx, and it can use Screech, and what's the seismic toss, and and all those other sort of stuff. So the interesting thing though is that because even though the the battles themselves are not intrinsically rewarding, the the, the speed at which they they drip feed you that exploration is fast. You are discovering, you're exploring and discovering new things all the time which is why the other trainers exist and challenge you so quickly is because yeah 90 percent of them have like this the standard machop and all this sort of stuff but then one of them will have a cliff fairy what what is a cliff fairy where can i get i want one of those what is that you know like what kind of attacks does it use oh man i'm gonna go walk i'm gonna go grind in the tall grass you really care about grinding well not so much but what what if you find an abra oh my god an abra but then it teleported away right away how do i stop it from doing that you know like those types of things it gives you so many little discoveries, so many little explorations so quickly that it doesn't even like click that all of these discoveries are being held behind this grinding. And you're not really doing the grinding because the grinding is in and of itself fun. You're doing it to unlock the next chapter in the book, but you, the next chapters get unlocked so quickly, you know, that it, you don't even notice it. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. 
You know? so, so I do agree with all of this. Uh, I like that you can't capture trainer Pokemons because that gives them the safety as the game designers to do exactly what you were just saying. Like, we want to tease out a bunch of like wild and crazy Pokemon, but you can't have them. You got to go find them. Go exploring. Right. So like go if catch it, them. If you could catch them all, if you could catch trainer Pokemon, then they would have to just only have ones that were wild in the area you were in, which would be way less interesting. There would be way less of that, like little curiosity teaser. Um, The movements are the, the moves are kind of the same way where it's like you learn a new move and it's like exciting. I will say this about that, though. The one place where I think at least in my experience, please just tell me I'm an idiot because you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. No, that was good. Podcast over. Um, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think, uh, the one place where that fell down for me, right? Because I now have modern games literacy is a Pokemon levels up. Yay. It wants to learn a new move. Awesome. It only has four moves, so it needs to learn. It needs to replace a move. And I'm looking at this screen just sweat pouring down because I'm like, I don't have any of this internalized. I have no idea if this new move is better. I don't even know what kind of move it is. Please let me press select and tell me something useful about the moves I have, the move you're offering me. It's like, just imagine, because I mean, this is essentially a bartering experience, right? Just imagine if you went into a pawn shop and you had a black box and they had a black box and you were like, do you want to trade this black box for that black box? And it's like, I don't, I, maybe it's, your black box is a slightly different size. And these two black boxes are slightly different weights, but that doesn't really help me understand whether or not I would want to make this trade. So generally speaking, I would say, yes, you're right. Everything is like pushing you toward exciting and novel exploration. The TMs, to a lesser extent, the HMs and learning new moves as you level up for me brought that to a very stressful halt where I found myself very heavily relying on Twitch chat to be like, do I want this move? Which move should I replace with this move? Right? Because I was just like, these, these names are meaningless to me saying like, like cut is like the upgraded version of scratch. So if you have a Pokemon that you need to teach cut to so you can cut down the the bushes and like proceed through the game. If you have one that already has scratch, that's a good one to teach cut to because you can overwrite scratch with cut. And it is for all intents and purposes, just a better version of that move. Nothing about the words scratch and cut guarantees you that cut is mechanically superior, right? And those are simple words that are like in the normal lexicon. When you get into some of the like hyper beam, like is hyper beam better than ice beam or do hypers hurt more than ice? I don't know, <laughs> probably, but there are because there's so many moves and so many Pokemon and so many made up words and so many like weird combinations of real words. That was the one time where I was just like, I wish I had a little more information because I don't feel like I can safely explore this. If I learn this move, if I waste this TM, if I do whatever, Am I going to then forever regret that? You never have that feeling with seeing and catching new Pokemon, right? It's It always feels safe. And worst case, you catch one you already caught. No big deal, right? 
the the moves I, I wanted just a little bit more information to make that exploration feel safer because there's no way to no. go back you're stuck oh yeah you know your host and that's entirely a, a legit a legit feeling um the way i dealt with that um so so the feeling is legitimate um this is just the way that that i like clutched it was um one is that out of the four moves i always had the one that i was like because you, you're never going to use all four right like even if each one had 20 pp to it you know like that's 80 that's 80 different rounds of combat right even if you exclusively use that pokemon you're not burn through it all so it's like which one of these four moves do i not use ever anymore you know so I was always like, that was the one that was always, if I, if, if it was like, this person's trying to use this, I'm like, well, I don't use this other move anymore ever. So it's gone. It, it, that, or if it was like, especially if it's like, I have two ice attacks, then this one, this is the ice attack I always use. So this other one's gone, you know? Uh, I'll, it, so I had, basically have like the experimental slot, right? Yeah. Um, no, that, that's a good way to think about it. Cause it's, there are some moves that work well in, concert like do a and then b right put them to sleep and then beat them to death kind of thing but that felt like more the exception so having a you know this is this is my primary weapon this is my secondary weapon this is my tertiary weapon or my super weapon and then this is my let's try out some new stuff slot that's yeah, so basically that's a good way to solve that problem yeah, all my all my Pokemon had three attacks, and then the 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 weird one. And if that weird one was stellar, then it's like, all right, well now which one's my other one? For TMs, when I used to play, I never used them because I was like, well, well, how do I know which Pokemon's going to be the one to use it with? And how do I know? I was so fast and loose with TMs this time. The minute <laughs> I got one, I immediately assigned it and didn't even, I, you know, it was like um, <laughs> it was like this is a, a brief tangent, but I was playing uh uh. Have you ever played the game Exploding Kittens? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically for, for our listeners that don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a card game where if you, there's a deck of cards, if you draw an exploding kitten, then you lose, right? You know, so, so uh, there were three exploding kittens left. Sorry, there were two, one exploding kitten left in the deck and like five cards left, right? So I'm sitting there like looking at my hand and looking at the cards. I'm like running math. I'm like, okay, there's a 20% chance that I'm going to draw this card. So if I pass it, then that, but then I have no counterplay. I was like, all right, I drew the card. It wasn't an exploding kitten. And put it down. And then my opponent just literally immediately just reached out, snatched, drew the next card, threw it down, was an exploding kitten, said go. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was still coming down off of the adrenaline of my draw, right? And so I said, like, that was me, like, slowly bringing the gun up to my head and, like, pulling the trigger and be like, and you just snatching the gun out of my hand, just, like, pulling the trigger immediately and then just handing it back to me and be like, go. You know, so that's the way I was with TMs this time because I was like, ooh, a TM, wonder what it does. Assign it to this Pokemon. Oh, that TM sucked or this Pokemon sucks and it's gone forever. I guess that TM's gone. Oh, well, and then just moved on with like, you know. No, so I, I totally not- had the the first time RPG experience where uh, <laughs> I I think I used maybe three of the TMs I found in the entire game, which means my PC is just loaded with TMs. You know what else? I literally carried all the way through the final battle the one elixir that I found. Mm, yep, because what, what if you need it? What if I needed it, right? So I, yeah. I, I literally, I had the, the just the traditional RPG experience where I was like, well, but I don't know which Pokemon would most benefit from these TMs, so I'll just <laughs> never use them, and then I'll never know. Yes. Um, one of the things that, that I felt would reduce grinding, so the fact that you can turn off the animations, that's great. Um, I found a number of times, okay, one, 
quick quick sign up. There should be some moves that just should not exist. Um, <laughs> just because of the way they work mechanically, rap is one of them. I anytime like a Pokemon is like this Pokemon used rap. I'm like, well, you call me when they're done. You know, like I don't. It was like they used, especially if your Pokemon is slower than that Pokemon. So it's like their attack continues. Their attack continues. Their attack continues. They used rap. Son of a, you know, it's like, <laughs> why am I here, game? Do you want to just play? Like, I mean, if you want to, if game, you want to play with yourself, I mean, like, that's fine. I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to leave the room and lock the door. So those moves shouldn't exist at all. That being said, is there were definitely times when, you know, I used tackle and the other person used tackle and then I used tackle and the other person used tackle. I'm like, okay, we're just going to sit there in this Vegeta versus Goku Super Saiyan 2 slugfest, right? Until <laughs> we're just going to stand here locked in a clash of battles until one of us, until Judgment Day and Trumpet Sound, right? You know, like that's, that's what's going to happen, right? So I felt that one of the things the game could benefit from that would make some of the grinding less grindy is um, the ability to chain moves, by which I mean, you know, and again, this is this is kind of like a, a far-flung note, but like, if I know that no matter what the other Pokemon does, I'm going to use Tackle for the next four times. I wish I could just say, use Tackle. Like, like Tackle, Tackle, Tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just slot in the next four rounds of what I'm going to do. And then the, the risk to reward is that they may decide to do something different, you know? And then, no, oh, my strategy's gone or whatever. But if it's like, man, I've got my, my Graveler and you're using Tackle. So I think I've got a little bit of wiggle room on, what, on what's going to go down for the next four rounds. So just use Tackle for the next four turns. I'm going to go make a sandwich. You gameplay itself and I'll be back, you know? So th um, this is around that the that time in history helpful. when I feel like a lot of RPGs started to have repeat, right? Or or auto battle, which would literally just like whatever you did last round, we'll just keep doing that until you press a button. Um, and yeah, yes, stuff like I, that. Every game, every JRPG should have at least some version of that. And that that mechanic was not unheard of by 1998. So yeah, I I agree with you. Just like tackle until i tell you to stop tackling or until they're dead either's fine <laughs> exactly no i felt that that would um uh uh be be very helpful um the other so like i said oh so sorry rap and also sand attack is one that was very very frustrating because the minute a pidgey a pidgey would show up and be like they use sand attack i'm like oh. so again like all you're gonna do is use sand attack and peck and 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 that's not gonna do anything to me like you can't win but also, I can't hit you to save my life now, so I'm just going to be doing this forever. That was uh, wholly obnoxious. This is a minor one, but I just I, I gotta I gotta ask another human about it. <laughs> what is and and if one of our listeners knows, like normally I say, don't at me. No, please enlighten <laughs> me. So you each there is there is not a situation like this is not Final Fantasy Tactics where you can up your speed to the point where you can go multiple times before your opponent does. Your opponent always goes, and then you always go. You can then you can go before them or they can go before you, right? Yeah, yeah but it, it's what, always you both go and then the round starts over. Correct. What is the purpose of string shot? Like something that reduces your opponent's speed. Um Okay, so I'm going to cast about wildly. I'm super not yeah. an expert here, but I'm thinking 
if if I have a Pokemon that is capable of defeating this Pokemon, but they will get worn down first, I might bring out my stat affecting Pokemon, string shot, and then switch back to the damage dealing Pokemon. So so the, the only purpose of it is like sacrificially, like not to I mean unless not the, to have that po- unless that same one is combined like I need to slow you down so I can do this other thing, I guess. Unless like speed has like an effect that I don't I don't know because like the way I thought about it it's like, okay, so the goal being is it's like let's say you you go then I go, you go then I go, right? So I'm like, ah, but I want to go first. So I'm going to use string shot slow you down so that way i'll go first next round right well if you just then i wasted that move right so if you take like the the midpoint of like oh or arbitrarily i can call the round starting at the middle right in which case then i was going and then you were going you you know i'm saying like like to use a full turn to reduce somebody's speed so that way they might go after you doesn't make any sense to me like i don't get that at all so So, it's it's possible that speed has other meanings besides just who goes first. And the the only reason I'm saying that is not just because that's reasonable that that could be a thing that's true, but uh, Gen 1 is, I think, the only generation that has a single special stat. So your special attack and your special defense are tied to a single stat called special, and then later they, they broke them up. I did not know any of this. Someone in chat told me this, so I'm not like not an expert here, but it's possible that like certain moves, it's kind of like in D and D how it's like, Oh, there's a finesse weapon. So you add your decks. Like maybe there are certain moves that like speed is what determines their effectiveness, not strength or not power, whatever the hell it's called. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I mean, it's, it's all software. Like they can make it do anything. (laughs) Yep. Uh, so yeah, no, if, if, if anybody understands that uh, for sure, and, and that's legitimate, but, uh, let me know. And then the, the one final note that I had uh, was there's no quest log. There needs to be a quest log. I needed a quest log. <laughs> I needed that. That was important. That you know, because like there was definitely like, you know, turn it off, come back, say, right. What was I doing? No idea. Where mm-hmm. where do I go? What do I do? You know? Especially in, in a game where they legitimately have you double back and you know go all over the map and all that kind of stuff like i need to know even if it was just what city am i supposed to be going to how am i supposed to be getting there you know like travel to point a via route b fine but yeah the fact that this didn't have even just that the an entire pokedex filled with nonsense about pokemon right but not <laughs> a single thing that says this is where you're supposed to be going you know like that would have been that would have been pretty clutch yeah, I mean, the closest thing you have is just the gym badge. You could just see, like, which, what is the last gym badge I acquired? I guess I should go seek out the next one in line. But does it tell you where that next gym badge is? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so- the, the world is shaped in such a way that there's a, until about two thirds of the way through the game, your options are very limited. You can go backwards and go forwards because you get the HMs, right? So you can like cut and then flash, which shows you go through the cave and then uh, surf and strength. Or you can just whatever, fly, wander through the cave without flash. You could also do that. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that, not that somebody would do something like that. No, it's yeah, insane. no, that's legit. 
so so basically the badges are kind of like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle where you can know the position or the momentum, but you can't know both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to, and, and I see we're, we're starting to run long, but you know, tough. It's our show. Um, I want to talk about the, the social experience of this game because I don't think it's, we, we've played a lot of games that it's like, ah, oh, we didn't get to play the two player version, but it's like, that's usually fine, right? Until Streets of Rage where it wasn't fine and you have to play that game two player. But like generally it's fine if you play a single player version of a game that also supports multiplayer. This game is not that. This game is so far above and beyond designed to be played with other people that you actually have to physically connect two Game Boys to get the full experience with two different cartridges. You can't even have two of the same cartridge, right? You need red, they need blue, whatever. So that's... I think a big part of what made this experience palpable for me compared to the first time that I tried to play through Pokemon yellow. And I said palpable when I meant palatable, but I appreciate you not like throwing that in my face. I, I, I was like, you said it with such confidence. I was like, I don't think that was right. But and you know, I was <laughs> that right. There is basically the, the attribution for all of my life success. Just like he, <laughs> he seems so sure of himself. Is that is that right? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't want to call him out on it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's how I got this house. I just yeah, I man. saw the owner outside mowing his lawn and I was like, thanks for cutting my grass. And he was like, You're welcome. If the universe wanted you to behave differently, it should be doing more to disincentivize that behavior. <laughs> that's that must be <laughs> it. Um But so what made this this playthrough more palatable is uh, I streamed the entire game because I didn't have a way to play it with you or we could actually trade Pokemon back and forth. So like I got my friends on the playground through streaming it on Twitch. So like you have that experience internalized, right? So like you remember what it was like to talk to your friends about Pokemon. I didn't get that originally, but I did get it this time. And that made all the difference because some people were like super helpful but they were really good about waiting until I asked a direct question. Some people were even like, are you sure you want me to explain that to you? Right. And then there were like trolls. And then other people were like, I don't listen to that guy. He's just like being a jackass. I was like, this is exactly what it would have been like. I mean, I'm getting it in like a super high fructose corn syrup, like consolidated sort of way. But this is exactly what that would have been like to be, you know, 10, 12, 14 playing this game with a real Game Boy with a real link cable up to and including the point that the link cable thing is so novel that in the game, in universe, you meet NPCs that you trade Pokemon with and you get the mechanical benefits of doing that, which is traded Pokemon gain 1.5x experience, which is massive. It's massive. So like if you are playing with real people, like say, you know, you're a, you're a Bulbasaur stand. So like what you really want is for me to trade you a Bulbasaur because now he will gain levels way as faster, way as faster. Right. So like the, the, the physical hardware and the software work together in a way to support this social experience that I kind of associated with like Pokemon go and like later newer Pokemon's where it's like, Oh, surely the more modern technologies when they were finally able to deliver on this promise, but no, Going all the way back to red and blue gen one, all of the pieces are there and they're not like proto fish with legs interpretations of the social features. They are completely fleshed out. 
to the point where I was like, this is why I didn't like this game the first time I tried to play it because I was trying to play Final Fantasy, the dogfighting edition. And that's not what it is. It's not that kind of RPG. It's this cutesy social RPG. And that's to to me, like if you were going to play this game and not try and have any of the social experience, I would say like, maybe don't even bother because that's such a core part of the way the game is designed that it's unlikely you would feel like you got the full experience without that kind of like social trading, talking with your, your friends on the playground, like icing on the cake. Like the cake is basically built to house that icing. <laughs> so that that's good or bad, right? I could still imagine somebody hating it, but like that was to me, the key was social. The The one hilarious way that backfired on me is somebody in chat was like, oh uh, yeah, this is where you can get into the safari zone, but don't worry. It's not really that big of a deal. It's just sort of a gimmick. Uh, and they were mistaken. Uh, there is a game required HM in there. That's where surf is. <laughs> hit. So, so I actually wandered away from the safari zone by accident. They weren't, they weren't trying to mess with me. It was a mistake, but like, and then I had to be like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like I'm, I'm lost in a way. I haven't been lost in the whole game. And then somebody else was like, oh, it's, you have to go back into safari zone. Cause that's where surf is. And I was like, oh, what? I was told this was a gimmick. And he said that I didn't have to be in here. This is garbage. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so social, so key, so clutch. Um, so it, they hold up. I mean, I am going through it for the first time. So my, my rating is a little bit colored by the fact that I'm not legit like you are, right? I, I just recently became legit. Um, I mean, I mean, arguably it, it's more unbiased. Like you are less likely to have nostalgia <laughs> goggles. Yeah. Well, yes, but, but we're asking a very specific question. Um, dude, I enjoyed the mess out of this. Like I enjoyed <laughs> the absolute mess out of it. Um, I played all the way through to the end. I defeated the elite four. I beat my stupid rival into the dirt. Like I liked talking with people about like, Oh, well I like this one. And they were like, Oh, but this time's better. And I'm like, yeah, but I like this one more. Right? Like just the, the kind of silly experience I can absolutely imagine having had, if I had had a game boy, this would have probably like my life would have been very different, right? You had a game boy. So your life was very different. If I had had a game boy, my life would have been very different. Cause I can imagine falling deep, deep into this rabbit hole. And this is the, the this is their freshman effort, right? This is the first yeah. generation, the first game. This isn't even Pokemon Yellow where they like polished and rebalanced a few things. This is the freshman effort. And it was that enjoyable with that social layer. I honestly believe that social layer is critical to the experience, but I would recommend this to anybody. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. No, no nostalgia goggles required. Game is lawful good. Crazy fun. Um, you know, I mean, like, the, are, are there some areas where I was like, and, and, and sometimes it's interesting because, like, a lot of our reviews for games were like, this game was amazing. Definitely play it. There's a lot of, we say a lot of negative stuff because it's like, here are the few mild chinks in the armor, which are the only, because otherwise it would just be us gushing for, you know, two hours i'm like oh my god this was amazing and then this was amazing it's like no there's a ton of amazing stuff here are the the couple of 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 things that could have been done better but yeah no the 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 game is amazing i i especially think that uh like you said the 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 social layer is very fun is is important you know like it's there's enough to the game that it's worth um 
you know, that you can you can learn from it, right? Like, you know, like I, I can be, you know, oh man, I, I really enjoy you know training this thing up, or I got a great experience from this. And then uh and, and you can be like, oh well, but you know, this one has like a higher defense stat. So I mean it basically boils down to you teach me and I teach you. Pokemon. The curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent. Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again What you lost for a while